Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we are going to prison. Ooh, okay. These are always good because a lot of times they're kind of scary haunts. I think it would be a scary haunt. And once you hear some of the gruesome details of what has happened here, more so, honestly, than any other prison in the United States that I'm familiar with, I'm pretty sure this place is haunted. This is your haunted holiday at the old New Mexico State Penitentiary in Santa Fe, New Mexico. All right, Lisa. Well, before I hand it off to you to get into the details of this new haunt that we're going to cover, I do want to do a special shout out for Sarah. She is our newest patron. Um, she went to our Patreon page and subscribed to our extended stay, which offers an extra episode every single month. So Sarah's going to have access to all of that stuff. And then we've got a January episode coming out sometime soon. Stay tuned. Thank you so much, Sarah, for, for joining and supporting our show. It means a lot and it, it really helps. Thank you, Sarah. We cannot thank you enough for supporting the show to help us pay our monthly expenses. It has been a real motivator to keep the show going, I gotta say. Absolutely. Thank you to all of our patrons. That's, we're, we're, we're happy to put that content out there for you because you know you all mean a lot to us. And, and thank you to all of our listeners too. All right, Lisa, I'm gonna hand it off to you. All right, Lindsay, this place is freaky to me. I mean, and just the backstory and the history is really, really gruesome. This is an old building. This is no longer a running prison, but I mean, obviously we're not going to send our listeners to like the penitentiary to go do a ghost hunt if there's like actual <laughs> prisoners there probably, right? <laughs> I mean, if any of you are like, have been to prison and know of a current running one that's haunted, you know, we, we laugh about, do you think some of the prisoners that were staying there dealt with ghosts? all the time you know we think gosh some of these like prisons that have been open for years and years and years probably haunted why people people have been locked up there definitely and guess what you got nowhere to go terrifying right now this place i mean it's a penitentiary there are violent people there the original building was open since 1885 there were numerous riots over the years eventually they decided to kind of rebuild it a bit and put in a new building and that happened in 1956 so aside from one main event that i am getting ready to talk about just imagine there's a lot of violence in a prison there's people getting shanked people getting beat up i know you laugh at the word shank but that's a real thing it's i mean it's really I horrible yeah i know it's terrible I was watching a documentary about this place today when I was doing my research and one of the things one of the prisoners said was, you know, he saw people get beat up and murdered over a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. At this yeah, location. that's scary. Yeah, I mean, like I say for pretty much any prison episode, it sounds like hell on earth. Like let's just be real. This place sounds actually worse. So on February 2nd, 1980, the most violent prison riot in American history broke out at this oh. penitentiary. So you can imagine, riots are never friendly. 
this one was considered the most violent in U.S. history. Riots are never friendly is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. But but yeah, I mean, that sounds... I want to say I saw something about this like years ago, maybe, but like it's ringing a very vague bell for me, but I don't know. You'll have to, you'll have to give me the details. So I'll get into it a little bit. So part of the reason they say there was a riot is because there was a lot of overcrowding here. There was several cell blocks where they held like the most violent criminals but also dormitory sections where they also held violent criminals and because of the overcrowding some of the most violent people got put in these kind of open space dormitories where they're supposed to house 50 people in each of these and at some times there was 150 people Mm. so people not in beds just laying on the ground like And not to mention, they didn't have enough guards. The training of the guards just was not really all there. They were kind of cutting corners and trying to get through tasks quick and not locking doors behind them. Hence, a riot broke out where they got out of a dormitory, right? So they say that's part of the reason. Horrible conditions. I mean, it does sound like horrible conditions. Let's be real. But... When the riot actually started and they started making demands to the police and the state troopers outside of the prison, the first requests that they made were to have pool tables in all of the dormitories and steak. So let's be real. These are violent people that at the end of the day weren't up to any good. They took 12 guards hostage over the course of this riot. And the other thing that is, gosh, this is where it gets really bad. So the warden at the time had in place what they call the snitch system, where they would basically tell people like, if you don't tell us what you know, then we're going to tell everybody you're a snitch. And you know what happens to snitches in prison? Ooh. That sounds right. like a terrible strategy. Like, yes. Awful. It, it caused a lot of divisiveness, but that was part of the intention of the warden at the time. And what they would do with anybody who got marked as a snitch is they went into a different cell block. They went into cell block four, which was for kind of protected individuals. So people that were either marked as a snitch incorrectly by one of the guards or the warden, or people that legitimately were snitches that maybe turned on somebody who's also in the prison that is going to want to kill them, right? Right. So this riot takes place. The prisoners have complete control of the prison. However, they're having a hard time getting into cell block four. And why do we think they want to get into cell block four? It's to go get the snitches. And they actually had a group of people walking around this prison that they called the execution squad and at first they had a hard time getting into the cell block they couldn't get the keys to open the door and so they were the people in there i'm sure were relieved like oh thank god unfortunately for them these prisoners found blow torches and proceeded to melt the bars to get into that cell block and proceeded to murder and torture specific snitches that they were targeting. What a nightmare. I just, you're trapped in there with these crazy people that are just trying to get to you. I Terrifying. 
And the way these snitches were killed, by the way, this is not like just like you're getting shanked, okay? This was absolutely horrifying. They burned people alive with blowtorches. To this day, there is still burn marks of bodies on the floor in there. They, I mean, they just completely mutilated these people. And I'm not even giving you the most horrible parts of it because it is so horrible. I honestly don't even want to repeat it. It it would be uh, well, just absolutely terrifying. I, I can't tell even you imagine. What, you know, parental advisory, a little late, folks. But yeah, heads up. <laughs> if you've got your little kids, this might not be the episode <laughs> for them to be listening to if you're if you've got them with you. That's awful. I mean, at the end of the day, sure. I mean, these are prisoners and, you know, they've committed a crime or, or whatever. And maybe they they snitched or you know, whatever they did, you know, on somebody else. But these are human beings yep. at the end. And, and this is just seeing anyone go through that kind of uh, trauma, torture, to die in such a terrible way is awful. No matter who it is. This is, this is a person. So it's just terrible absolutely terrible i actually saw an interview with one of the guys that was part of that execution squad and he's there of course now for life but he had already been sent there for life in prison he was actually Mm -hmm. sent there for 300 years because according to him one of these snitches turned on him in court testified he claims was making up lies which is why he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life and he said he enjoyed every second of it. Ugh, what a monster. So is he still at the same prison? I mean, he's not there today because this is no longer an open penitentiary. Okay, and- I was going to say, maybe there's like a section of it that's open. Or something. I was thinking, geez, maybe we shouldn't be telling people to go. But okay, so it's closed. This guy's alive, though, living somewhere else, locked up somewhere. Probably. The interview I saw was quite old. It looked like it was from maybe the late 90s. So, I mean, hard to say if he's still alive. However, the the prison did close in 1998. And today they do have some tour options available if that is a place that you want to go check out. And of course, horrible tragedy, horrible ways of dying to more extent than most prisons, right? And prisons already are haunted. Like, let's just be real. Old prisons built in the late 1800s are freaking haunted, right? (laughs) And this was built when? It was built in the late 1800s? 1885. Oh, well, there you go. And think about also, you know, we talk about prisons and overcrowding and all of that, especially way back in the day. They, They had like triple the capacity in some cases in some of these areas. Think about just the odors. Maybe they weren't pooping in buckets, folks, like they were in some other places we've covered. But still, just a lot of people overcrowding one area is just never good. It's never hygienic. It's never sanitary. It's not going to smell good. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be awful. Sounds just terrible. I love how that's your biggest concern. My biggest concern would be the violent criminals that I'm housed with. But it would be all of the above. I mean, it would be such a nightmare. I, did the did the guards survive? Like, what happened to these guards? Oh, great question. Yes. So all 12 guards did survive. They kind of considered it like, you know, if we kill one of these guards, they're definitely going to come in here guns blazing, right? And so yeah. that was kind of their 
their way of being able to maintain control of the prison. They maintained control of the prison for about 36 hours before the riot eventually ended. And although 12, the 12 guards survived, seven of them were brutally beaten and injured. So yes, they survived, but I'm, I'm sure they're still um, facing repercussions of that and having severe trauma. This place, I'm telling you what, this place is going to be haunted. I don't even know anything about the hauntings. I don't know anything about, you know, any of that stuff going on. But this sounds like a haunted location. Your Haunted Holiday now has Patreon. That's right. If you're a YHH addict and just want more, you can now get access to early released episodes and member exclusive episodes. Exclusive episodes will feature exciting new paranormal topics that don't fit our typical format, but I am dying to discuss them with our listeners. Think Bigfoot, UFOs, and other infamous hauntings. You can also get updates on some of our most recent trips with content that just didn't really fit into one of our normal episodes. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash yourhauntedholiday or go to yourhauntedholiday.com to find the link. So, Lindsay, during that riot, 33 inmates in total were murdered. So all the prison guards survived. But can you imagine 33 people slaughtered like that? That's a lot, especially in one incident um, within that 36 hours. Imagine how many people died outside of that as well. Right. Just from being there, from violence, disease, whatever. Yep, exactly. So I'm sure over the course of over 100 years that this was open, there's plenty of ghosts that stem from a lot of different incidents. And they do see some activity here. It is considered one of the most haunted places in New Mexico. And I actually saw a video when I was looking this up of a local news crew who went there around Halloween looking for ghosts. And they actually had stuff happen. And they were not professional ghost hunters they were just there you know trying to get their local scoop and some of the things that they had happen were they had interference with their video that was unexplained and I mean that can happen I guess from time to time but I I think if you were to ask the camera guy they would say that probably doesn't happen very often with that right right The other thing that happened to them is they had their batteries die on their recording devices. Suddenly, they just shut off. And then when they checked afterwards, the batteries were all of a sudden full again. And this is not just them that experienced this at this place. Other people have experienced the same thing with cell phones and other electronics where the batteries are just drained. I tell you what, that's a common thing that we hear at super haunted places about batteries dying and and equipment malfunctioning. I love that the local news crew got to actually experience this. More credibility to the haunt. Absolutely. And that's not the only thing they experienced. The other thing they experienced, which was even more interesting, 
was something that is commonly experienced here. One of the more common encounters, which is the sound of those heavy metal cell doors slamming shut. And it's primarily the noise that it's never actually seen to happen because today the only way to really close those doors effectively is to use like a a crank and some of those are rusted out and it's Mm -hmm. very difficult to do and so they don't even think most of those doors are really very functional anymore and so what people will hear is that loud slamming bang and you could actually hear it in the news clip a couple different times and they were quite startled by it i love that because you know what odds are high a lot of those people in there probably were non-believers because <laughs> that tends to be the case in these situations. Maybe there's some new believers as a result of that, that news story. Yes. And the other thing people experience here, which they also did, is just an uneasy feeling of like somebody is watching you, but not only watching you, following you. And their cameraman was walking down this hallway in the cell block by himself And he said he could just feel like there was a presence right behind him, which maybe he's being paranoid, but that's another thing to look for. And not only that, a lot of times people say there are shadow figures here. So lots of shadow figures to look for. And apparently those shadow figures like to follow people when they are alone. Ooh, very creepy. So if we ever went to this place, we'd have to do like a challenge where you sit alone in a cell or do something like that, which is super freaky. I don't know. I'd be nervous. I would be nervous to do it here. But you could just walk down a hallway alone and they say that you will experience this feeling and potentially see shadow people. The other thing that you want to listen for, of course, is footsteps. There was a lot of people walking these halls. You're definitely going to want to listen for that. But something that's a little bit more unique to these footsteps and a specific area that you want to listen for these is in the yard. So where people would be out doing like their daily recreational activities. Sometimes they say it even is the sound of like hundreds of footsteps at the same time. So it sounds very like residual in some ways. I mean, like the shadows sound intelligent, especially if they're following someone and they tend to follow someone when they're alone. But like the door shutting, the footsteps sounds kind of possibly residual. Maybe there's a mixture of both going on in in the space. Totally. And the other thing that could be residual, maybe, maybe not. I, I think it would depend on what's being said is you want to listen for voices. And what they say the voices are like here is almost like a whispering that you want to listen for. And the voices that they say you want to listen for here is almost like a whispering. And they say that could be like when lights are out and people aren't Mm -hmm. supposed to be talking, they're supposed to be sleeping. Maybe they're kind of like whispering back and forth to each other between the cells. Gotcha. That's creepy. I can imagine that happening, right? Like, you kind of hear that sound (laughs) yes very creepy now there's not a ton of apparitions that i was able to find aside from like shadowy figures however they do say that apparitions will show up in photos here usually wearing kind of the inmate clothing so if you do go here take a lot of photographs 
There's apparently also a gurney somewhere in this building. I don't know where it is, but it will roll on its own. Hmm. And lastly, the other thing that you want to pay attention to is a smell. But unfortunately, it's not perfume or cigar smoke. It is the smell of burning flesh. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Like that has got to be, I would imagine that would be something so extreme that occurred in that building that I could see how it would ingrain maybe there and become a residual experience that people could have. But I mean, how horrible. Yes, absolutely. And they say some of the most haunted locations here are cell block three, which is where they house some of the more violent criminals. But of course, cell block four, where those snitches were tortured and killed. Yeah, I imagine the feeling when you go into cell block four has got to be heavy. I mean, me and Lisa always talk about how we're not we're not psychic, we, we're not mediums, but I would imagine walking in, I would have just just knowing of what occurred in the location, going in, having that knowledge automatically kind of makes me feel uneasy. I felt the same way at like the Velisca Axe murder house, knowing just the horrible event that had occurred there thinking, wow, this actually happened right here where we're standing. That in itself is kind of a heavy feeling, you know, you don't need to be psychic to have that. So I, I, I can imagine being nervous walking in. So, Lindsay, the official tours of this penitentiary are done by the New Mexico Department of Corrections. So they actually do that and they use the money of these tours to actually continue to maintain and, you know, restore this building to some degree. However, these are strictly historical tours. Mm -hmm. They do not participate in the paranormal. That is what the website says specifically. And they will not be talking about any ghost stories. It's funny that they have to say that because I have a feeling people go there wanting to hear about the ghosts a lot. 100%. So they put this disclaimer on their website. But like, I mean, typically when me and you go to some places and it's not necessarily, it might be kind of known for the ghosts, but that's not their main source of business. Like a lot of really nice hotels, that kind of thing. That's not what they're into. But a lot of times if you ask, you know, like, hey, have you ever had anything happen here? Have you experienced any hauntings? A lot of times they're totally open to answering. My bet, Lisa, is that granted they might say a disclaimer on their website but i'm willing to bet you that there are some tour guides that will give you some info yes i bet it depends on the tour guide and i would bring it up like real nonchalantly like in the middle of the tour when they're talking about all the horrible tragic stuff and i'd be like man i wonder if this place is haunted have you ever experienced something here <laughs> that would you be heard my it here first that's lisa's strategy <laughs> yes that would be my game plan to try to get some info however you know that being said there are other companies that are private tours that you can pay for that do kind of like a haunted santa fe thing and i think some of them may even get you into the penitentiary i i wasn't able to get all that detail but there's quite a few of them that do haunted santa fe and this is included in the tour so at the very least 
you're going to learn about the hauntings through some of those those types of tours if you would want to take one of those. They don't participate in the haunting. However, these tours do run May through October. This place does not have any air conditioning, heat. You need to wear closed-toed shoes. You're going to do a lot of walking. This is a big place. And they're going to focus on, you know, educating about the riot that happened in 1980. And typically what they do when you go to their website, click on the link, and they have these tours the first two Saturdays of each month during that time frame. Unfortunately, we are not in that time frame when we are recording this. This is January, and they don't start these back up until May, assuming they will with COVID and everything. It's hard to say. And so I was not able to get a price on this. However, it is run by the Department of Corrections, an official you know, kind of part of the state, I would imagine just based on, you know, our own experience that it's going to be pretty reasonably priced. I think you're more than likely accurate in that statement. We've done a lot of research into these kinds of tours, similar types of things that are not like focused on the haunt. And and just the fact that it's kind of a history tour tells me it's probably not going to be as expensive as say like a late night ghost hunt. Exactly. Well, I tell you what, folks, if you happen to be able to book this and go, I would love to see happen is you get like your K2 meter out in the middle of the tour. Don't disrupt the tour, but wouldn't it be funny if like some of your haunted holiday listeners showed up and started ghost hunting, you know, on your own without being disruptive in the middle of the tour and threw the question out there. I think we should be asking the tour guide if they've experienced any hauntings. And we want to hear what their reaction is when you ask them. (laughs) Absolutely. So if you get a chance to go or if you've been, send us an email. Go to yourhauntedholiday.com. Hit contact us. Let us know about your experience. Maybe in a few months, Lisa, we'll be getting some emails. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have some listeners make their way out there come May. Um, But we so appreciate everybody listening to the show. If you're enjoying us, uh, make sure sure to rate us five stars and spread the word to your friends and family you know anyone who you think is interested in this kind of stuff it it helps us grow our audience thank you for listening and have a great week stay safe and healthy everybody